sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's exalt his name together. God is great and he's so greatly to be praised. Won't you join me in a moment of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We bless your holy name, oh God. On this day, our minds, our hearts, our spirits and our souls are racing in many ways. And so, Lord, we pray now that you slow us down to hear your word, to rest in your presence. God, we pray that you open our ears that we might hear, our eyes that we might see, our hearts that we might understand. Lord, you know your people, and you know that which we stand in need. And so, God, we pray right now that you do that which only you can. Strengthen, touch, encourage, and inspire us by your holy word and your blessed will. We ask it in Jesus' name, and for his sake we pray, amen and amen. Amen. Listen, go ahead and share this live feed with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you're watching K Chapel online live right now and you're welcoming them and inviting them to worship along with you. Not just watch, but worship along with you. We're going to get into this worship service. The praise band is here. The praise team is here. And we're going to let them enter now into this worship experience by reminding us that there is joy. There is glory after this. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. We're going to give God our best praise this morning. Where you are in your home, we want you to give God your best praise. Your best praise. Come on, put your hands together at home. Yes, even though we've been through a pandemic, we're going to come out of it and God's going to get the glory after this. Come on. There will be glory. Oh, that's good news. There will be victory. This is what God's going to do. God's going to turn it. He'll bring you out. Hey, there'll be. Yes. 
chapter verses 32 and 33. Behold the hour cometh, yea is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace, in the world ye should have tribulation, 
but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this church that stands as a beacon of light to this community. We thank you for our pastor, for our board of members. We just thank you for all the many good things you have brought to us, even though 2020 and 2021 has had some tribulation. Oh Lord, you blessed us to make it through. We are truly grateful. We thank you, we honor you, we give you the glory. We ask that you would forgive each of us of our sins and own us now as your children. We pray this prayer in the magnificent name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. Listen, it's time to give in this our offering period. We want you to give by any number of the ways that are listed on your screen. And we want you to do this. We want you to give liberally and cheerfully because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And we're going to give you something that's going to help you be cheerful as you give. Let's smile. You know, the one thing that I love about David is David has always said to be a man after God's own heart. And in our worship, that should be our aim, to touch God's heart. Song simply says, here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. Here's my worship. Take joy. Take joy. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile I present my body. <laughs> my heart to you. I present Say it again. Here's my worship. Take joy. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. My heart to you. I present my life to you. Second part says, here's my worship smile. Here's my life, Lord. Say it again. Here's my worship. Here's my life, Lord.
says, better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Say it again, y'all.
considering a portion of scripture found in John's Gospel, John chapter number 16, just a couple of verses, verses 32 and 33, there you will find these words recorded. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It was Sunday, March 15, 2020, when church as we knew it was changing before our very eyes. I'd called a meeting of the church council earlier that week to plan how we would respond to the growing threat of a mysterious virus that had finally been reported as having made its way to Mississippi. Hattiesburg, I believe, was the city. That Saturday evening, we determined, like many other churches, to close the doors to our building for public gatherings, and, and with that decision began a new normal of online worship. We had been scattered by a virus that was different from anything we had ever experienced. Most of us, if we're honest, thought that this would last for perhaps a month, maybe three at the most, which meant that we would have long enough to get a good break and take an extended breather from the monotony of life. Few, if any of us, ever imagined that things would go this far and remain this way for so long. 500,000 lives lost and 12 months later, here we are. We've been through much. We felt the crushing grief of graveside funerals that limited our ability to hold each other's hands or hug one another's necks. We've endured the disappointments of missed events and family gatherings. Birthdays and graduations have turned into congratulatory drive-bys. Schools pivoted as best as possible to virtual instruction. And, and many of us have felt like our worlds were just caving in on us. Hearing one another's words, but unable to read facial expressions, cautious about extended face-to-face -face conversations that were not in the open air. Handshaking is all but a thing of the past. We have experienced a re-socialization that may take some time before we return to what we once knew and enjoyed. But with all of that, I need to tell you something this morning. In spite of all that we've seen, all of the hurt that we felt, all of the sadness and all of the sorrow that we've had to endure, I need you to hear me this morning. I yet have hope. And I believe this morning 
that better days and brighter days are coming. And on this Sunday, this Sunday that marks a year of our being physically away from each other in my spirit, I see better and brighter days in our near future, better and brighter days of gathering corporately, better and brighter days of sharing and serving together, better and brighter days of singing and praying together, better and brighter days of fellowshipping with one another, better and brighter days of returning to this place of our collective faith where we are encouraged and strengthened and inspired by the word of God and the witness of one another. Beloved, hear me. Better and brighter days are coming. In essence, I'm saying this simply. We're coming out of this. And just briefly this morning, I want to speak hope into someone's heart right now and joy into someone's disposition through the words that our Lord shares with his disciples. Listen to him. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I, have overcome the world. You see, here's the thing that I appreciate about the teachings of Christ. Jesus does not sugarcoat discipleship. He doesn't gloss over the gloom or make light of the misery that we will experience. Jesus does not have us to follow him under the guise of cotton candy and rainbows, but he tells us the truth. In this world, you will have tribulation. This, this text Jesus is preparing his disciples for something that they had not yet gone through. And he likewise prepares us for what I call the promise of problems. Problems. Hear me, beloved. Problems happen whether you're saved or not. Whether you're born again or not, whether you're following Jesus or not, whether you log in for Bible study or not, whether you give or not, whether you tithe or not, whether you study the word of God or not, problems, trouble, tribulation, all of them are a reality of living in this world because this world is a fallen place populated by faulty people. This world is infected by sin that comes through sinful people who do sinful things and allow for sinful things to take place. So tribulation is an unescapable reality that Jesus is real with his disciples about. That's why you need to be careful about following people and listening to people who suggest that troubles are an indication of a lack of faith or that sickness is an indication of a lack of faith or problems are an indication of a lack of faith. Jesus says to those who have faith, he says to us, you will have tribulation in this world. There will be murders, there will be robberies, there will be fires in this world. There will be natural disasters. There will be ice storms. There will be water crises in this world. There will be political upheaval. There will be social unrest. There will be injustice in this world. There will be oppression. There will be discrimination. There will be persecution in this world. There will be deception. There will be hardships. There will be brokenness. There will be dark days. And there will be long nights. In this world, you will have tribulation. But with the promise of problems comes the charge for cheer. 
You will have tribulations, he says. But be of good cheer. In other words, stop fretting. Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. Stop crying. Stop weeping. Stop lamenting. Stop complaining. Stop mourning. And be of good cheer. Jesus says that in the face of our frustrations, that we can have the holy audacity to smile. In the midst of our hurts, we can have the sanctified boldness to shout hallelujah. In the presence of our most depressed and depressive moments, we can have the blessed assurance to lift our heads and lift our voice to the heavens declaring weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. This joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And this, this is the faith that allows believers to walk through lonely valleys and wade through troubled waters. Not, not that we won't have troubles or tribulations, but that the troubles that we experience are no match for the joy that Jesus gives us. The problems that we will face cannot match the power that Christ imparts to us. The hurts and the hardships that we will endure cannot outlive or outlast the eternal love that the Father has for us. So Jesus says, be of good cheer. Now, I don't seek to make light of your emotions this morning. I do not suggest that you shouldn't feel what you feel, and neither does Jesus. He, he just says, recognize that your feelings should not change your faith, but rather your faith should change your feelings. Your faith should shake your feelings. Your faith should impact your feelings. Your faith should put your feelings in check. Your faith should remind your feelings that you won't always feel like this. It won't always be like this. Life won't always go like this. Your faith ought to change your feelings. And here is the reason. Here is the reason why we can have such faith. Jesus gives it to us in this text. He says, for I have overcome the world. Jesus points to himself as the answer for how we can come to the place and get to the point of believing and living in the assurance that better and brighter days are coming. He says, for I. In other words, if your being of good cheer was up to something else, there is no confidence there. If it were up to the stock market, the stock market is inconsistent. It goes up, but it also comes down. There's no confidence there. If it were up to politicians, politicians are not always honest. Some days they say one thing and the next day they do something else. There is no consistency there. If it were up to friends, friends can be fickle. Some days they're close, other days they're acting funny. So Jesus says, the cheer that I charge you to have is not based upon the fickleness of life or friends, but rather it is on the faithfulness of me. For I, if you're going to be of good cheer in the midst of life's dark days, you've got to know the I of these scriptures. You have to 
You, 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 you can have joy when you know the eye of this scripture. You can have peace when you know the eye of this scripture. You can have contentment when you know the eye of this scripture. You can smile when you know the eye of this scripture. And in any, in any, in any other context, I is, is bad grammar. But when you know who I is, you can be of good cheer. The I is the Alpha and Omega. I is the Alpha of life. I is the bread of life. You have to know who the I is. I is the chief cornerstone. I is the faithful and true. I is the fourth firstborn from the dead. You have to know who the I is. He is the great priest, the head of the church, the holy and the true, the hope of glory, the horn of salvation. You've got to know who the I is. He is the lamb without blemish, the light of the world, the lion of the tribe of Judah. You've got to know who the I is, the mediator of the new covenant, the only begotten son of the father, our great God and savior. You've got to know who the I is, the resurrection and the life, the root of David, the source of eternal salvation. When you know who the I is, Jesus says, cheer, joy, and contentment are yours. Because you know that whatever is going on in the world, he says, I have already overcome it. Whatever is happening in your world, he says, I have already overcome it. And so, as I take my leave, let me end this message by sharing with you a simple passage of scripture from the book of Lamentations. The word Lamentations itself should tell you something about what's contained in the book. This book, Lamentations, is written in the midst of great suffering. To lament is to cry, to feel anguish, to be broken in sorrow. To lament is to mourn, to grieve, to cry aloud. And truth be told, some of us have had some lamenting moments over the course of these last 12 months. Some of us have gone to our own backyards and lamented, cried, gone for a walk, lamenting and crying, stayed in our garage for a little longer than we normally would, lamenting and crying out to the Lord. Jeremiah, the author of this book, the weeping prophet we call him, so heavy and so anxious is Jeremiah's condition and his heart for his nation that he writes at one point, my soul has flown away. Grief has settled on me and my heart is sick. But it's in Lamentations 3 and 19 where we hear the hope from this weeping prophet. Listen to him. He says, I remember my affliction and my wondering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet, this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. That's my prayer for you this morning, beloved. That you will call to mind the goodness 
and the faithfulness of the Lord and therefore have hope that better and brighter days are coming. Wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. Be of good cheer for great is his faithfulness to us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his peace. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions. They fail not. As thou hast been Thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercy. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. days are coming. I certainly believe that in my spirit and in my soul. Can I share something with you? The best day that you could ever have be the day that you give your life to Christ. No better day. No brighter day than when you say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're ready to do that, I want to invite you to call the number that's on the screen someone there who's waiting to receive your call and lead you into that faith. They're going to pray with you. They're going to counsel with you. And then they're going to give you next, next steps to take so that you can live out that faith and the newness of your life in Jesus Christ. Let this be the best and the brightest day of all days. There's a passage of scripture that we normally use for invocation. And I think it fits 
in this moment for benediction. The psalmist simply says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. I want to encourage you this morning, the rest of this week, better days are coming, so lift up your head. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.